Blessings and blessings, good people, and welcome to Father Should, a podcast on fatherhood and 20 today. I am your host, Fleming. And I'm Ms. Vaughn. And today we got a return guest, family. Yes, a very, very Always special return guest. Um, Mr. Steve Ballard, you know, my brother, my good brother, you know, thank you for, for coming back. <laughs> Thank you for coming back. <laughs> yes. So what's going on? I said, what's going on? How have you been? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's your turn. It's your turn. <laughs> yeah, it's your turn. Okay. <laughs> I have been great. I have been blessed. I have no complaints. I've just... Uh, living life like it's golden, so uh, good. I'm, I'm good. 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 Okay, <laughs> thank you for that. Love to hear that. Love to hear that. That's what I aspire to get to one day. Yeah. <laughs> living like it's golden, you know. Yeah. Ain't got there yet, you know. But we're gonna get there though. Yeah, so, yeah, um, so I'm gonna hand this one off to Vaughn because you know I feel like because I know you two had a previous conversation, but it more so leans into what we're going to talk about here today. Okay, so what we're going to talk about this, um, this is a conversation. Uh, Steve came, I think it was what, season two, season one? Season two. I believe it was season two. And um, he had a very, uh, if you did not listen to that, it was, I believe it was season two. Not sure the episode, we'll definitely add that to the link, but it talked about Greener on the other side. That was the title of it. And it was just understanding of just kind of how to water our own grass instead of always watering something else. And, you know, just want to, again, thank you for just coming on and dropping so many gems and just speaking on to sometimes even in being in a situation where you're co-parenting or whatever, how it's important to nurture us. Like, first off, I want to just say thank you. Like, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, again, one of my favorite episodes. So, uh, yeah. So, let's just introduce, because this is a whole new season. So, let's just um, allow you to introduce yourself to our audience, and then we'll just go ahead and go. Oh, okay. Uh, to the audience, uh, my name is yes. <laughs> uh, Steve Ballard. <laughs> Um, native of Chicago, Illinois, living here in Baltimore, Maryland. Southside. <laughs> bringing bringing Chi-Town to the uh, East Coast and uh, turning it out. <laughs> Always. <laughs> <laughs> um, right now, as I said, living in, in, in Baltimore uh, in com- communications and marketing and uh, uh, just just, we have real estate. We have a real estate business, um, and just in various different contracts in marketing and media. Uh, so um, we're just living a very successful time right now, and uh, just proud to be a part of this uh, this evening's uh, program with this father should who's burning up the uh, the, the the waves lately. <laughs> and so I'm just uh, glad to be in the mix and just. To, you're part of a good conversation. Good. Well, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, definitely. You know, uh, last season I got a variety of text messages and you know DM messages from a lot of brothers actually um, that I didn't even know listen. Right. Because, I mean, it's, you know, they don't not like they give me up and be like, hey, I'm listening to your stuff. But like, you know, we dropped your episode and it definitely sparked a lot, <laughs> you know, a lot of people, you know. Um, so thank you for that. And hopefully this will be, be the same. So faith and fear. Right. So we just watched a piece on faith and fear, courtesy of uh, a good brother that, that we've, you know, we follow uh, here games um hopefully and soon he will be on here so we're gonna speak that we're gonna manifest that we're gonna speak that into existence you know season three hopefully we can get into season four um but you know you spoke to the factor of of faith and fear right and it being something that that you're like can it exist or can you believe in in those two things at the same time 
right? Uh, or being at a point where it is that you have to choose one between others. So I shared the clip with you all with you all earlier. Um, so thoughts on it? Whoa, we'll start with Steve. Definitely, I think you are you are living in one or the other. Mm-hmm. You can have a life of faith and um, you can have a life of fear. What I've learned from my personal testimony is um, after going through uh, a lot of self-development, a lot of healing, a lot of uh, research and uh, just self-introspection and healing, I learned that uh, for a long time, I thought I was living, you know, a very faithful life, a very Mm -hmm. confident life. Uh, uh, But when I decided to get some therapy, get some counsel, get some help, and this was around 2002, 2003, I was also, of course, dealing with myself, coming out, reckoning with my sexuality, reckoning with who I was. Um, I spent about two years in therapy and counseling. Um, And in leading up to that, I thought I was a very confident and faithful person. Mm. But I quickly learned throughout the process how much of fear I was living in. Mm. on a daily basis Um, from the fact of fearing Mondays, uh, staying up very, very late on a Sunday night because I didn't want to face a Monday. And why is that? Well, what I thought was, I thought it was because, oh, you know, you have the dreary Mondays coming. But what what I delved deeper into it Monday represented dealing with reality, mm. the real world, the business that I had, the jobs that you have, the decisions you have to make. And I was so afraid of it that I didn't want Monday to come. So I would stay up very, very late because I didn't want to face Monday. Um, what I found out was I was just afraid to deal with life. I was afraid to deal with myself. I was afraid to just face reality. But I couched it in my belief was that, oh, it's just Derby Mondays. But no, when we did the work, it was more to it. Because if it was just Derby Mondays, I wouldn't have, the actions that I was taking with myself, it wouldn't have been that serious. When I say I literally, I would be up to two, three, four in the morning because I didn't want to face Monday. That's just not, that's that's not just a jury Monday. That's a definite fear. Mm. And so I realized, whoa, what am I so afraid? I am really living a life of fear. You're not living a life of confidence and faith. (laughs) You're living a life of yeah. Yeah. Um, every decision was was I was procrastinating on choices, decisions uh, from and you, you name it. And I psyched myself out to believe, well, I just want to make the right choice. Right. I just want to make the say that part again. But no, that wasn't the case. You're just afraid to make a decision. And oftentimes it was, what is this person going to think of my decision? Am I going to be impressed this person? What is somebody going to think about me? Am I going to please this person? Am I going to help that person? Those were all the things that were rolling in my mind. But when those things would start to be pointed out to me, again, it kept showing to me just how much fear I was living in. Right. And so when I almost suffered a nervous breakdown, which caused me to go into, you know, therapy, when I almost suffered a nervous breakdown, that was the reckoning with myself. 
Mm-hmm. And then I realized I just threw everything on the altar. Mm-hmm. I threw everything on the altar and then God showed me that I've got you in spite of you. Right. No matter what you think you're going through, nothing, not even this, will separate you from the love of me. And I'm going to show you who I am and just how much love I have for you moving forward. And from that very moment, you guys, my life changed. I began to live a life of faith. And then the faith turns into even between me and my God, between me and God, that faith journey turned into a fun faith journey. So whenever I was, you know, uh, saddled with something or faced with a challenge, I would say to my God, I would say, God, okay, I'm going to sit back and trust that you have this or going to tell me what to do. And I'm going to watch and see how you make it happen. And he did every time, every time. It's such to the point that, and you, you, you know me, and I say this often, I don't have a lot of fearful days. Mm. I really don't. And when I, if I do have a fearful moment of angst, I stop and I say to myself, you got 10 minutes to get this fear out. Right. You got 10 minutes. After 10 minutes, you're going to turn this thing over. And you won't pick it up again. And that that works for you? It works for me every time. Because what I have to do is I got to sit and rest in the peace of what the word says. The word says that the fear, I did not give you that fear. I gave you a fear of God in in his reverence, but I didn't give you that fear. So if if you're going to trust and have faith in me, why would you fear? Because I didn't give you that. He said, so watch what I do. So then I begin to practice in my words and deeds and acts how to sit in the peace of knowing that he's got me. I may not have the answer right away, but there's Mm -hmm. a peacefulness in knowing that he's got me. There's a peace in that. And so when I'm not sure about something or when I'm not sure about a decision or when I'm not sure about a direction, I take some time, but I pray on that. And when I find myself getting anxious, I say, oh, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Now, come on. Deal with that. Right. Deal with that. Because he might not give it to you right now, but he's going to give it to you. So I say, okay, dude, you got five, you got 10 more minutes. And go on the back and do what you're going to do. Right. Or when is something in my gut that I know the Spirit is telling me, you know, make this direction, I make that decision. I make that choice. I make that decision. I don't him and hard. I don't waver. You right. know, I get flustered sometimes with my other half. <laughs> but, <you> know, <laughs> that baby can be a little bit indecisive. You know, like, and it was just just recently one time I sat him down and I said, "Dude, just make a decision." <laughs> <laughs> Just just, just make a decision. So because oftentimes you all, there's so much going up in our minds that we're not conscious of. It has nothing to do with your choice. Yeah. It's something that's in you. Again, it's those little bitty messages or little bitty things like, uh, is it about a commitment to a decision? Is it about hurt, you know, what someone is going to think of my decision? Right. It has nothing to do with the decision. Right. It has the things to do with, you know, other messages in your mind. 
So I've come to realize that, it, it, you know, that when you sit down and you allow yourself to be, and I've said this to you all many, many times, when you allow yourself to be vulnerable mm-hmm. in getting the lesson and making the decision, and when you allow yourself to be vulnerable, see, that's what faith is. Mm-hmm. Faith is vulnerability. Faith, yeah, it that's is. what faith is. It's allowing yourself to be vulnerable, but it's in the state of being vulnerable is actually when you grow. You know, we talked about that before. That's when you become stronger. That's when your your courage becomes. And, and I think when I, uh, again, accepted who I was and, and I lived out, I began to experience a level of courage unlike I've ever experienced in my life. So I don't, you know, um, and I'm diverging a little bit because I I don't care what folks think of me, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know. Right. (laughs) To me, and I've said this to Chris sometimes, you know, and I think I said it to you maybe a couple of times, Bonnie. For me, it's not about what you think of me. It's what I think of you. Right. Yeah, you have. So if you matter that much to me that I'm going to be concerned about what you think about me, that you know I love you. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's <laughs> love you. Facts. Facts. If because otherwise, I don't care what you think about me. <laughs> That's not my issue. That's right. not my issue. That's your issue. You right. need to go deal with that. And technically speaking, that's true. Yeah. It's, it's your issue, not that's mine. That's not mine. That's not yeah. mine. People I love, you know, um, but people I love know me. Right. People I love know me, and then um, they know that I'm going to make choices, make decisions with my full knowledge and my full heart. Right. Um, and that's why I don't experience you, you, you. I don't experience a whole lot of trouble, a whole mm. lot of challenges, a whole lot of issues, a whole lot of drama. <laughs> you know, and I think it's maybe it's because I'm living. You know, I've lived these sixty-one years. You know, I know I look good. Um, I know. Go ahead, say you, right, you right. look good, buddy. You make that sixty-one look good. You right. make that sixty-one look good. <laughs> At this point, and then living through a lot of a lot of societal issues, you know. Right. So, uh, but it's in. I, I can't stress enough. It's in that vulnerable state is really where people are most afraid to go. I'm afraid to be hurt. I'm afraid to be this. I keep my guard up and it's like you're just not living and giving yourself the opportunity to, to, to be strong and to have that faithful living. So all of that is what, you know, helped me change, what changed my life. Helped me. And so I try to, I, you know, I live on that, you know, I live on that. And when I'm anxious, that means I'm not living in that. I'm not walking in that. Right. Yeah, it's it's um in in watching the clip, it definitely made me stop and think and say, like, okay, so where am I operating at? You know, um, much to, to your point, there comes a I think there comes a point where you just say, like, okay, enough is enough. I can't, I can't do this because operating in the fear isn't getting me anywhere, right? Mm. And I think to, I think to, to the point of, to the point of, of the video is like, you know, when we talk about faith, it's something that you have to trust in, even though you don't see it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And yet at the same time, we do the same shit with fear. We give into it, even though we don't see it. We don't know what's coming around the corner, but we project 
and just assume the absolute worst yeah. is going to happen if we go ahead and go and make this decision, you know. And, and to, to your point, how is your family gonna, gonna 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 take you or receive you if you, you know, come out and it's and it's against what it is that their their expectations of you were, right? right? right. Because I think that that especially as from from a parent, it's like you know you get to that point where you we, we have our expectations of our children. And we had that fear, like, oh my God, like, what, what, what if they don't live up to it, or what happens, like, if he doesn't go to college, like, you know, how are, how are my friends gonna feel that, like, you know, my child is not, you know, didn't graduate from a from an HBCU or, you know, any of that, right? right. So it's 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 like, you know, at, at a certain point, um, even for for me as being a parent, it was kind of one of those things where it's like, hey, you know what, I have to. I tell people like you know going through COVID, going through this whole situation, and being in a being in a in a in a co-parenting situation. Like he spent more time at his mother's, right? And at first it bothered me, you know. And that was me operating from that place of fear of like you know, well, man, like you know, our I don't want our our relationship to ever you know dwindle, right? Mm-hmm. And I didn't give enough credit to myself or to over these years and everything that has been put into him that doesn't matter where I'm at, bro. Like our relationship is going to be fine, you know. But, you know, honestly, it took going through COVID and this pandemic to really allow my mind and my heart to catch up to reality of what was actually going on. Like he's he'll be 17 this year, you know, like he's getting ready to go off and live his life and I want him to, you know? Yeah. So I'm prepared more now over the simple fact, like, okay, if we don't talk for a week, like I'm it's all right. It's not gonna it's not damaging to what we have, you know, and I and I've walked fully faithfully in knowing that the relationship that he and I do have, we're good. Yeah. You know, we're we're good. So that's the exercise. Yeah. That's the exercise that you have to go through. Those are the things that, and every now and then you're going to have those exercises again. Right. You know, that's the checking in with yourself, that self-introspection, you know, and, mm-hmm. and reflection. But you recognize that you sowed the seed. You built right. a foundation. And you have to trust. Right. And right. know that what you've built and what you've grown, it has flourished. In right. spite of the way things might look or the circumstance, right. you did the work. Yeah. So as he's growing into himself, because, you know, I went through the same thing with mine, you know, mm-hmm. as, as he's growing into himself, you have to step back and give them the freedom to become who they're becoming. Right, you know. Right. So, but trust and know that whatever what we have, we good. We good. Yeah, yeah we good. good. And so now, so now you you've just you just moved another level. Yeah, you just moved yeah. another level. Yeah, and 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 it's and it's a good feeling. Yeah. You know, it's a wonderful feeling. I think it's I think it's that point of understanding. I would just say from a child's perspective. Um, it's when you as the parent have to let go of being the parent and starting to become the friend. Like you will always be the parent, but now, you know, you always say like, I ain't one of your little friends. Well, technically now you are one of my little friends. Like, you know, you want to be my friend on Facebook and stuff like that. Be like, no, remember you're not one of my little friends, Right. but it's a very different, it's a, it's a very different view because at that point, I'm not a child. Like I'm always be your child, but I'm not a child. Right. So it's like, it's certain things like, you know, it's not my way or the highway anymore. It's like, no, I can go out. You know, if you don't like my rules, I'll leave your house. All right. I'm leaving. My, I'm leaving your house. Like, you know, that's my thing. Especially when I go home to my parents' house and be like, well, you don't like it. You can go home. Lady, you know what? Let me go ahead and um, up this plane ticket. I'm out of here. Like, so, you know, that's kind of, and it took, and I will say for, especially with my mother, it definitely, it took, she still kind of struggles with that. Like, again, me leaving was like, in my family, that was the biggest thing. Nobody left. 
No, everybody born right. This is where you said I was the first person to leave. Yeah, right. And and I always say, you know, like, oh, you're gonna come back. I'm like, I can't. Although I was definitely, I was terrified of leaving. Like, Steve, you know that terrified. Like, you know, we had plenty of conversations. I think it was like the first year and a half. I spent so much time at the airport going back and forth. How me like, so are you living here? Or are you living in Chicago? Like, what are you going to do? Because you're not, I was, I will say I was definitely, I operated very much in fear then. I'm still not, I wouldn't say I'm a hundred percent in faith, but I'm operating more so in faith now. The fear is still definitely there, but it is not, um, you know, I, I always say like, okay, I've been out here a couple of years and I, I'm actually like. Uh, my mother said the other like a couple of weeks ago she was like I'm so proud of you she was like you could actually take care of yourself like I'm not I come out here just to make sure you're good like to see you to put my face and put my hands on you put my eyes on she was like but I know like you're really you're good like you can literally be okay and it was just like when she actually said that it was you know, I got a little choked up. I was like, <laughs> I actually can take care of myself. Like, like, like really, I can, you know, do this. Yeah, so I would say from a parent's perspective, like, you guys, the hardest part for you all is realizing that your child is an adult. And now that your, your relationship goes from, I mean, it's still parent, but now it's more so of a friendship that... Yeah. Cause you don't really, I feel like you don't really get, you don't really get get enough time yeah. for that transition. Yeah, you know, like like you have to understand, like we we've, we've had we've had eighteen years of watching you grow. Yeah, and then we're left with like you know, okay, you get you know, if you go straight off to college, we left with what from the point of graduation to that fall, yeah. three months of a transition. Three months, and then that depends on if you do summer school. Sometimes or. Like don't go to the military. Right. Like usually you got like maybe a weekend and right. you're out. Yeah. Right. So you know, so that that part I think is is a piece where it's like you know it's a, it it is it is an instant thing you know and of course you're still as a parent you're still in that protective mind mind yeah. so you are left with all of those fear factors right okay you know if it's it's. It don't, God forbid, don't let it be out of state, you know, because now I gotta, I gotta either drive or I gotta catch a plane or, you know, hopefully we got a family member that stays in in that state, you know, that can get like you. Like at least two hours away, they can come and get you, make sure you okay, <laughs> make sure you good, right? So, you know, I can only imagine, uh, you know, in 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 going through that. But again, you know, to your point, Vaughn, like, you know, you you get to that point of where it's like, okay. I think that the biggest thing that was an eye opener for me was when we had a uh, Rashid on on in, in season two, you know, and when he made the comment, he's like, you know, my son is always going to see me as dad, you know, like like no matter what, he's always going to see me as as dad. I can be the cool dad friend, quote unquote. I'm doing the air quote, y'all, um, but mm-hmm. I'm still always going to be dad, you know. So now. Like, like just the just the whole evolution of how things happen because, and Steve knows because I called Steve and whatnot. But there was a point where it's like, you know, I'm calling this fool and I ain't getting no call back. Like you ain't answering my calls or nothing. What's the problem? What's going on? And I paid a damn phone bill. <laughs> when I call, you need to answer the phone. That was my mindset. But of course, I had to deal with it because it's like, okay, like he's hard headed like his grandmother's, you know, and like so many. And his father. And so many other members of the family, you know. And his father. It wasn't going to happen. I'm the nicer one, thank you. And his um, father. It wasn't, wasn't going to happen. But now we've evolved to where I get phone calls now, you know. Or if I do call, he'll answer. And if he it doesn't answer, I'm at least getting a phone call back at least when he wakes up now, you know. Or five minutes later, he might have been in the bathroom or something. But that is such a good feeling you know, and it feeds that whole faith aspect because now we've built this relationship to where it's just like, okay, cool. I know if I call my man, it's like, you know, he going, he going to pick up, he going to be there, right. right? And at the end of the day, it's like, you know, like I told him, I said, I just want for 
us to have that that reassurance with each other, just like you know that if you pick up the phone and call me, then I'm gonna be there, you know. And I just want that same reassurance from you that if I pick up that phone, you're gonna be there or nearby. I said, and and and, and I think the the reality is like you know not it doesn't have to be a long conversation. You know, that's the that's the other piece. Like it could be just a hey, you good? Yeah, I'm good. I right. good day. Yeah, all right, cool. All right, love you, Dad. All right, too, love you too. Boom, and we done. Yeah. That's enough for us yeah. right now. You yeah. know, and where we're at, that's enough. So yeah, but that's his, and that's that's again understanding ultimately understanding that that was his process. He was going right. through. Right. He was growing up. And, right. you know, boys, just like girls, but boys go through that stage where they're seeking their independence and they don't know how to handle that independence, but they don't know those those feelings are in them and they don't know how to deal with it, but they're coming through it. And so, right. unfortunately, for us, the parents, especially the dads, we have to understand that and step yeah. back and then, again, go through the exercise of trusting right. and knowing what we've sown, you know? Right. And so now, and you've come on the other side of that, you see the benefits of that because they've gone right. through that process and now they've come on the other side and now they communicate to you in a certain way and you're like, hey, I'm loving right. this. I, you know, I like right. this. Okay. Right, right. So, exactly. exactly. The interesting thing for me is I, sometimes I get sad for people mm-hmm. who don't, understand or doesn't recognize the the hole that fear has on your life. Yeah. yeah. Fear is used to make you immobile, to make mm. you stagnant, to make you stop, you know, growing, to make right. you, you know, to eliminate or hinder your movement forward, your growth forward. And in, and in a sense, then you are blocking your blessings, right? You know, because we 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 live in that fear, mm-hmm. but you're 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 stopping your growth, and so for those of us who, especially those of us who created, and we have ideas and visions and and so right. things that are dropped within us, you know, right. ideas that we want to do, um, those are really the setups. For your success, you know, and so I, I remember some time ago, and I got my real lesson on about how I knew my future was going to be. Um, you all know when we were in church years ago, we were growing up. You had to fast and pray. You had to mm-hmm. a fasting mm-hmm. period, and I, you know, I think I went on a. I joined the church in this fast for a week. You know, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm like, by, by day three, four, five, I'm like, ain't nothing happening. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel nothing. I'm like, I just, you know, I want to eat. <laughs> you know? I'm a little agitated. <laughs> but I'm feeling nothing. I'm like, you know, but when I tell you, and I have this, this is the God's honest truth. On the sixth day, Going into the seventh day of that fast, that night, I had a dream. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to tell you the whole dream, but I had a dream such that I remembered that dream so vividly. It woke me. I When I woke up, I grabbed my pencil and my pad, and I wrote the whole dream down. And I was mm-hmm. writing it down. My hand was shaking and moving very, very fast. And I was writing the dream down. And I was writing the dream down. And I remember at one point in this dream, I was walking over serpents. Mm. I was mm. walking over serpents and, and, and I was walking. And mm. the Holy Spirit was saying to me, wherever the soles of your feet shall tread, you will conquer. Mm. And he just gave me that, that, and I ran with that. And when I tell you, my, my, my mindset, and you all know this, is whatever idea that you have, Mm-hmm. Whatever a vision you have, do it. Right. Do it. Right. Because I am a witness that whatever I venture out to do, we're mm-hmm. going to succeed. Because right. he told me that. He gave right. me that. 
So I thought this I thought this fast was going to be for naught. But on the sixth <laughs> night into the seventh day, he gave right. me a dream that really set me up for my life. Man. And so now when I look at everything I've gone for, everything mm-hmm. we try to do, we do. Right. We do. And there may be it may not be added success the first go round. Right. But I've learned some lessons that if I choose to go and try it again, I know what's gonna what we're gonna do, right? Right. I'm a little better off. I'm a little better off certain things. Because I didn't take it as a loss. I didn't take it as a failure. I take took it as lessons. So that when I choose to do it again, boom. And so when I tell you, when I say we're living life like it's golden. Mm-hmm. We're living life like it's golden. Right. Because we have a foundational belief that whatever we choose to do, I have the faith to believe that it's possible. And it will happen. And it will do. And we live right. in that life. Yeah. We live in that life. So I really, really try to impress upon people to understand that when you feed fear, you really put a hold on your life. Mm. Yeah. When you feed fear, you put a hold on your life. Mm. I like that. That's quotable. Yeah. It is. Take that. That's it quotable. Great. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it it is it is because you know um, you know we had a friend recently that 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 relocated, um, left this area. First time ever leaving, similar to one, mm-hmm. right? And and I got this phone call, and it was like, "How'd you do it?" And I'm like, "How'd I do what?" You know? And they were like, "You know, just you just left." And I said, "Yeah." I said, "But I was 22 when I did it." You know, the world was my oyster at 22. You know, it still is even at 45. Mm-hmm. You know, I said, but. You know, there are somebody asking, like, you know, would you ever change anything? Of course, you get those questions, right? And, you know, there, there are times where in my fear and probably frust- most frustrated moments, I have definitely been like, oh, shit, yeah, I changed this, 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 and go down the line, right? But at the same time, then I wouldn't be who I am now. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. and part of that is, is I was telling someone they like, you know, um, cause it was a friend of mine from, from Cali that, that, that I ran into, uh, some years back and they're like, Oh wow. Like, you know, like you, you got a kid. And I was like, yeah. And they were like, you know, didn't think that you ever, that ever would have happened for you. And I said, honestly, it was probably, it was a blessing from God that it did. I said, because had it not, I don't know when it would have happened if it would have happened to be honest with you, because of how I was living at that time, because it was like, okay, I left Cali. I was in Philly for two years. I left there. I went to Arizona. I was in Arizona for two years. I came here to Maryland. I got to Maryland, and literally after the first year, I was like, "Yeah, this, I'm gonna have to go." <laughs> you know, <laughs> I gotta go. And I was looking at going overseas and and trying trying London and see, seeing about that. And you know, when I made that plan. When I tell people, like, you know, you can have your plan. Please understand, God's plan is always going to supersede you. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So when I made that plan and I had my portfolio ready, I was reaching, you know, I had my list of of, uh, uh, agencies in London, you know, that I was going to send my stuff to, you know. And this is before, like, you know, websites, Monster, or any of that, you know. So I was really, like, you know, making making that plan. And then boom, got that call. <laughs> hey, guess what? Damn, you know. And at first it was a damn because it was, it was, it was in that moment. It's like, yo, like am I? The brakes are being hit, you know. And I didn't want the brakes to be hit. I was ready. I was. I'm over here with the jetpack, ready to go, you know. Um, and at the same time, like I look back on my mindset then to where it is that I'm at now. And I'm so much better for it, you know. Um, a little bit more patience, you know. Um, 
definitely work hard to understand more than I did then. You know, before it was definitely it was, it was all about me. Yep, me, 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 me. I'm going. That's what it is. You know, um, and even now, like you know, because I'm an only child, so that 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 selfishness sometimes does creep in. But to that point of that that selfishness is me was me operating from a place of fear, even because I didn't want to connect because I grew up with so many broken connections. So I didn't want to connect to nobody, you know. So being in this, it definitely put me in a position to where I had to I had to put roots down, you know. I had to foster relationships, you know. I had to that build that network, you know, three thousand miles away from, from home, you know, and I can't leave because why? Because this little bundle here is going to require every last bit of me that I that I need to pour into him. So really that that came a, a, a very, not necessarily fast shift, but it was significant shifts along the way that just definitely said like, okay, well, you know what? I got to shed this because it's not taking the time, like you said, and I, I love that whole aspect of taking 10 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Taking 10 minutes, five, 10 minutes, you know, and even sometimes when, we, when we're quick to anger, mm-hmm. even, you know, like take that, take that moment and just breathe, gather your thoughts, you know, look at it, you know, have a have a duality as far as your, your thought process when you're looking at a situation. So, okay, if I if I do this, dot dot dot. If I do this, dot dot dot, which is why I love playing chess, because you have to have that mindset to be able to look forward and see or think or for the most part picture where it is that you really see it going, you know, that's going to be in the best interest of you and everyone that's involved in that situation and in, in, in that moment, you know. Um, and for me, it's definitely been trying to make the best decisions so that I was good because I felt if I'm not good, then I can't be good for the kiddo, yeah. you know. And that was what was most important for me. So operating and moving to a place of being able to operate fully on, on, on faith, much like mine. I can't, I'm not going to lie and say I'm a hundred percent there. Cause I'm not, <laughs> you know, um, but I'm definitely a lot better off than what I was because every transaction that I've gone through in life has definitely been one where I've made it a point to take a lesson from it and learn from it and go back out and try it again. Yeah. You know, what, one of the things I think, is really important for people to see, and it, it really you two specifically um, is you have to really pay attention and think about what you have. And when I say what you have, I mean what you're intrinsically blessed with. Each mm-hmm. of you have some talent and skills and a spirit that I don't even know if you all really know the magnitude of your ability. I, 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 sometimes I don't think you, you do, but, but you might. But, but sometimes I don't think, like, you know, Siobhan, and I know this is for all of your viewers, but you have a magnetic spirit of this just this effervescence that is so attractive that your spirit just draws. So with that is a is a that's a talent and that's a, a an ability that reaches people. That reaches people. Facts. Chris is a genius in visual information, Thank communication, you. Sure. genius. So what you have is God-given. Right. And if you rest in that, then what you choose to do with the, those gifts and where you want to go with those gifts, your path is set up for you. Your path has been ordained for you. Right. But the faith has, you know, comes from within you. So what starts as an idea becomes a way of life. Not hmm. just for you, 
but for other people who you touch. Okay. So, so, so faith in that can be eclipsed by the most minute fear. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The most minute. Absolutely. And yeah. it doesn't have to be. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> like driving down a like driving down the highway and coming up with an idea to do a podcast out of freaking nowhere. Just <laughs> And, I was just gonna say, um, this and, right, right, and here we are, three seasons, you know, three about the three seasons in, you know, so yeah, yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. So when you, I mean, again, when you, Chris, just share with me the idea and who he thought about working with and got my opinion, I was like, oh, of course. <laughs> and I was like, absolutely not. And I called you. I was like, why would you tell him yes? Like, what are you talking about? Like, why would you do that? That was perfect, perfect, perfect. So I, I, that's just an example of what I know and believe is your talent that has been that makes way for your, you know, makes way for your fortune. Right. You know, your talent makes way for your fortune. You both have that. And so just the most minute fear, it could be a confidence. It could be a, do I want to take it to the next level? Do we want to go down that road? Oh, can I handle it? Oh, you know, you have the time. That that those 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 minor fears is what eclipse all of that's promise. That's promise. So just a quick thing. So when you talk about that, so I get I definitely get the whole faith part. But so say for instance, if you're in a situation and you're just like, okay, I see this, but Right now, this fear is overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's just, for me, it, it it really is annoying when somebody's just like, oh, you just have to believe and believe. Be like, I do believe. However, this thing that mm-hmm. I'm feeling right now, this anxiety, this is taking a chokehold on me. So it's just like, what is my practice in order to fulfill that like so when you talked about you know you said you went to church and it was just you really let it go or how you give yourself 10 minutes like what other practices can you do to be like okay I'm gonna give myself a minute because I always feel like when you deny yourself something or when you try to bury it or not acknowledge how you feeling you only make it worse Mm -hmm. so it's like okay I'm I'm going to give you this small spotlight. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give this to you, but that's it. Like, I just feel like talk about that because you kind of did, but it's just. Well, I think that the, what what I always think and what I do with myself or, or or what I advise is when it's that fear is becoming overwhelming, you do have to stop. And then you do have to spend some time with yourself to say, what is it that I'm fearing? Mm-hmm. What am I fearing? Um, is it is it that I don't feel I have the skills to do this, or I have I, I I'm, I'm talented, or I have what it takes to make that happen? Is it that I'm afraid of the commitment? Is it that I'm afraid of being out in the front of folks, or is it afraid of failure? You know, mm-hmm. is it a you have to then to dissect what you're afraid of, right? You have to spend some time, you know, dissecting that. Sometimes I like the, the ex- exercise of doing pros and cons. You know, if there's something that's overwhelming, that may be something big, then you have to do the way the pros and cons. When you do those types of exercises, you take that time, like Chris said, we take that time when we breathe, and you begin to break down the fear, then it's, you, it won't, uh, the fear will subside, subside, and then you're having an intelligent conversation with yourself. 
then you're not wrapped up in the emotion part of it. Mm-hmm. You, you, you now you're really getting into the psychological part of it. What are you afraid of? You know, what are you? You letting your mind talk. You're letting like your you're mind. Because, yeah, mm-hmm. because at that point you're becoming overwhelmed with emotion, fear, mm-hmm. fear. Mm-hmm. So what fear? What does fear do? Fear stops you. It stops you from processing. It stops you from moving forward. It overwhelms you. So then you, 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 you stop yourself. You break. You know, you break. You breathe. Whoa. Then you let the mind process what's what's going on, and then you will come up with what what it really is. It should come up with what it really is. But it's a practice. You know, it's a practice. I like that answer simply because, to your point, and we've heard it stated say, say before, uh, especially by, by Coach K, like, feel how you feel. Your feelings are valid, yeah. right? But it doesn't say that that's where you stay at. Right. Because <laughs> you have a lot of people that would be like, you know, oh, well, I was upset. Okay, well, why were you upset? I mean, I don't know. I was just upset. Okay, well, why were you upset? <laughs> like, because you didn't, you didn't stop and take that time to really analyze and look at it. You just laid in the emotion of it, and that's where you stayed. So that validates the fact of like, hey, the fear aspect, because that is part of the emotional piece, and it has stopped you completely, right? You know, you've got people that are still, you've got people that have like got 20-year grudges, and just, you know, oh, I don't fuck with so-and-so. Well, why? Because of that time in New York. Yeah. Well, what happened? Don't worry about what happened in New York. Did okay, you still in your emotions. You ain't even processed what happened, happened in New York, bro. Like, come yeah. on. So, yeah, you got to, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that, that's where the logic aspect kicks in. You know, and you start to, and I, and I like the whole aspect of, you know, yeah, you weigh, you weigh the pros and cons, you know. Mm-hmm. As to like, okay, is it... Is it gonna be benefit me? Is this a moment of where it is that that and I'm just being irrational, right? Yeah. And like when we had that piece, right? Rational versus irrational, right? Mm-hmm. Like that 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 aspect comes into play, and we just gotta, you know. Um, and of course, obviously, at the end of the day, like you know, make whatever the decision that you feel the logical decision that you feel is best for you, you know, um, and move from there, yeah. you know. So, and if you can't like, be at peace with your decision, let's say you do pros and cons, and you may come up with more cons, but at least you come mm-hmm. up with your cons in a rational state of mind. Right. And so you decide, okay, well maybe th- this is not the time for this or whatever, but you got to be at peace with that. If you're not at peace with that, that means you really didn't have enough time with yourself, you know. So you have to be at peace with whatever your your decision is. And it may turn out to be that maybe not right now. Maybe I strategically plan to do it some other, you know, another at a later date or another point in time, you know. But you gotta get out of the fear phase. And like Chris said, you gotta, you know, you have to get in that rational thought, you know, discussion with yourself. Brings a whole new meaning to T Boz's uh, touch yourself, you know. <laughs> Wait, what? I'm just saying that T Boz that is like touch myself what? into my head and it just that, that, that brings a whole new meaning to it. Is that it? Yes, it does. Like, how did you because you got you touching yourself through you touching your yourself in, in a different way than you ever have. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you you touching See, don't feed into this. Don't don't feed into this. I get what he's saying. That's his creative side. See, thank you. See, that's that's why that's why we work with each other. See? <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> Yeah. That was well, just follow with me. I get you there. You know no, no, I'm good. I'll, I'll stay on this sideline. I'm good. No, thank you. I'm good. I'm so good. Oh, take my I hand. am so good. Just take my hand. I'll so good. I'll lead you there. No problem. I will stay right here on this sideline. I am good. Oh, so in 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 living in your truth now, like um. What has that? What has that done for? 
what has that done for the people around you? Because sometimes we always look at it for ourselves, Mm -hmm. but never realizing how much sometimes us being stuck is because of the people around us or who responsible for who who we are responsible for and things of that nature. So, and in living in your truth, how has that affected those around you? Well, I can share with what has been shared with me, okay. you know, from my family and friends of and what I try to do and how I try to live and what I hope to do. And, and I think it's, I think I'm having that uh, type of impact. Um, what I've been shared is that by me living my truth and living in the way we do or the way I do, um, it has allowed other, others to see the possibilities of life. Mm-hmm. To see what, um, how living in your truth uh, can benefit themselves. So it's like observing me or having discussions with, 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 with me and seeing the growth in my life um, have caused them uh, enamored them to want to be in that presence and have feel some of that, you know, and help them see what life can be. And so it is, it is inspired, you know, some like my, my family members, uh, my good friends, it's been inspired them to want to do better, be better, and live a fuller life, a much more fuller life. Um, so... I concur. I can go ahead and say that's true. No facts. <laughs> I can say that's true. I mean, I just want you to go ahead and talk about that. I mean, you, I could basically toot your own horn about that, but I, you know, I'll go ahead and let you do that. I'll go ahead and let you have that. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you when you want when you're striving for to achieve your goals in life, and that you leave a certain lifestyle or live a certain way. Um, you, you, you just want to be a part of a network or part of uh, someone that, that 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 inspires you to do that. But not just inspires you, but helps you in that. Right. You know, but it helps you in that. And I, I, what I hope to always do is be an inspiration, not just and not just an inspiration, be an actual tool to help someone get to where they want to be in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even if it's just by being an example, I will always offer my my tangible influence, my tangible you know resources. I'll always be able to do that, but more than anything, uh, I just want to live by an example and show you that you can do it, you can be it, you, you know what you choose to do. Um, if it helps them to be more confident in their living and always think about looking within, you know, that's that's what I always want want to do. Mm. Oh, warm and fuzzies, always, Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're actually about that time. So as we always do, um, Final thoughts, Steve. Um, when, when it comes to faith and fear, as I've said, you know, God said, you know, I've given you life and I promise you life and life more abundantly. And I didn't give you a spirit of fear, but, you know, a sound mind. And it's actually true. And so that's living a life of faith. And I rest mm-hmm. in that faith. And I just encourage everybody, uh, even as you build in your own respective journeys in life, you know, really seek to live a life of faith. And you'll see the outcome and the benefits. Mm. Love it. Fleming? Um. Hmm. I'm reminded of of Reverend Wiley, you know. Um I mean he didn't put it this way, so I'm gonna, I'm kinda remixed what it was that he said though. But um I'm out here trying to, you know, trying to live my life roller coaster, front seat roller coaster style with both hands up, 
to the sky and not trying to have one hand on my situation, trying to control it while I'm over here telling that I'm giving it up to, to God, you know, trying to be out here with both hands up to the sky and just, you know, give it up. You know, yeah. Yeah. you know, I'm not, that's, that's not me trying to raise the roof. That's, no, that's, that's me. Right. You know, if you see me in the car, with my hand, you know, with my hand, it ain't me trying to raise the roof. I'm, I'm giving it up yeah. and saying, Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm taking my hands off of it because it's not, it's not benefiting me the way that I'm trying to make it happen. I need for it to benefit me the way that God wants it to, to happen. So, mm-hmm. wow. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vaughn? Um, it's a, it's a philosophy that kind of um, been living by, um, you know, a couple of years ago, remember when um, we did the skydiving, absolutely terrified. Um, but, and I just remember, you know, going on a plane, I was excited, still thought I was going to like lose everything, like both ways. You know, I was just like, oh, I'm going to just throw up. Like this, this is, I'm going to lose everything both ways. And remember getting in the plane and I remember getting to being the last one in the plane and what you don't realize last one in first one off completely. So it was just like completely being freaked out. I was the first person. So it wasn't like I got to see somebody else do it. And I just remember when being up there, I remember being cold and I remember again being scared. And I remember again, just like, kind of crying. I couldn't feel the floor. I couldn't feel the ground. And that's very much, you know, the ground is security. So I couldn't, I had absolutely no security. All I had was, you know, put your feet over. Like, so you're just, you're over and you're over in the plane and you're just like, oh my God, everything looks like an ant. And you're just like, oh gosh, this is, and just realizing like, you know, the guy's talking to me and he's saying some stuff and it was just like, he was like, I'm going to do a countdown. And I was just like, I think I said, okay. And because I said, okay, he just went and we went flying. <laughs> and I remember at that point, you know, I was just hollering. Okay. <laughs> like I think everybody said they heard me on the way down. Cause I hollered the entire time. Okay. <laughs> hollered. But once making it on the ground, like when I finally got to the ground and I was so excited, I think, you know, at that point it was realizing that even, you know, I couldn't feel the ground all, you know, I was extremely vulnerable. All my insecurities were out, but I did it scared. It was one of the most amazing experience of my life. I've done it again. Plan on doing it again. So that has now become a thing. Like, even though, like, absolutely terrified, absolutely um, against all better nature and people telling, like, why would you jump out of a perfectly good plane and blah, 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 blah. I always tell people, like, if you can skydive, skydive, because it's something about it that makes it makes you become vulnerable. It makes you say, Fuck it. Like literally like well because they don't let you they don't let you take the plane back down. Like you got it, you 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 flying up, you getting up out of here. Whether willingly or not, you getting up out this plane. So you got I'm like the biggest thing is just what I've you know learned from that day. It was just like even if I'm scared, just do it scared. Like it doesn't matter. Just even if even if I'm terrified, whether it's tears or whatever, just do it. Because on the because this side this is not working. Where you currently at is not working. And could it, it can't possibly be worse than where you're at right now. Like, it can't. So even if it's fear, like, just do a scare. So, yeah, that's my that's my two cents. <laughs> Yo, let me tell you. Side note, though. Yeah, they, 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 the, count, the count is some bullshit. They don't that count is some bullshit. Yeah. Is, I don't know why I even say that look when i did mine and stuff dude was like all right he said, he said my county's like you ready i said yeah he's like all right i'm counting three and i was like all right cool cameraman had already jumped off and was filming everything he was like i was like all right and i'm sitting there waiting looking down nothing but ants right mm-hmm. and next thing i know he was like all right once and then i was like hey <laughs> <laughs> you 
You said three, dude. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. Like, I need you know somebody needs to go back to kindergarten because right. you don't know your numbers. Okay. At all. At all. But I will say to that point though, it is the ultimate it is. uh it let go. It is. It, it is it's it the is. ultimate it fuck it and let go. It you is. know. I think that was the both of you all had the great analogies. But yes, Shabbat, having experienced that, yeah, perfect, yeah. perfect yeah. analogy, yeah, perfect analogy, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now, well, sir, thank you, as always, as always. You know, um, thank you for it. Not only just thank you for coming on to the show, just thank you uh, for you being you. Period. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you are your blessing. In what in in with in, in full in full in full form, um, you're a blessing to my life. You've been a blessing to to the kiddo, um, and pretty much everybody you come into contact with. So thank you um, for being that example. Period. Thank so thank yeah. you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I was like, well, you know, we already have our own special relationship, so I don't have to tell you that. You know, I tell you all the time, I'm coming with you in the divorce, and you know, I have no problem in, you know, being the other woman. I have, you know, I would willingly take it. I tell you that all the time, so yeah. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> and I think we said that like since the first time we met. I was like, I really like him. Like, I mean, again, I didn't know your name for about like what a good year and a half because that wasn't like where we know you. But I was like, I really like him. Thank you for listening to this week's show. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Father Should Pod. You can also visit our website at www.fathershould.org.